Welcome into the Nick Bob Podcast Bracket Preview. Today we are taking a look at the Midwest region. I'm picking every single game in this region. The top four seeds in this region are as follows. One seed, Houston. Two seed, Texas. The three seed, the Xavier Musketeers out of the Big East. And the four seed are the Indiana Hoosiers out of the Big Ten. This might be the best region in terms of fun first-round matchups. There's some really, really good games on deck in the first round of this region. So let's get to it. Here we go. Midwest region. I'm picking every game. Let's go. One seed, Houston. 16 seed, Northern Kentucky. Houston wins. They're going to overwhelm Northern Kentucky. Don't need to elaborate. We got some other games to get to. But Houston wins. They're going to the second round. Second game to talk about. Eight seed, Iowa Hawkeyes. Nine seed, Auburn. And... The first thing you need to know about this game is where it's being played. This game is being played in Birmingham, Alabama, which is two hours away from Auburn's campus. It will be a pro-Auburn crowd, which can make a difference. I have seen it. I have felt it. I've experienced it. Freshman year at Kansas, we played our first round games at Kemper Arena in Kansas City. Might as well have been a home game. I saw it doing radio with Creighton in 2012, played North Carolina in Greensboro in the second round, might as well have just gone to Chapel Hill and played in the Dean Dome. It was a true road game. I think this is a huge advantage for Auburn, and I think it's something to consider. And with Iowa, Iowa's excellent offensively. I mean, they're third-ranked offense in the country, according to Ken Palm. Iowa likes to play fast. They want the game pretty. They want it free. They want it loose. They're really good offensively. They can score it. But I think Auburn's going to be able to junk up the game a little bit and get physical. They're the more athletic team, and Iowa is not very athletic as a group outside of Chris Murray. And even Chris Murray, he's not Keegan Murray athletic. He's a little stiffer than Keegan is. But outside of Chris Murray, it's not the most athletic roster you'll see. But the big thing is this. Iowa struggles on defense. How about this nugget? Iowa has the second worst effective field goal percentage defense in the entire field. Only 16-seeded Fairleigh Dickinson is worse than Iowa in effective field goal percentage. So, for me, I think the lack of defense from Iowa combined with the pro-Auburn crowd, the athleticism advantage for Auburn, You mix all that up, I think Auburn is going to win a close game, and I got the Tigers over the Hawkeyes and Auburn going to the second round. Five seed, Miami. 12 seed, Drake out of the Missouri Valley. This is going to be a fantastic game. Classic, classic 5-12 game. Talented power conference five seed versus the old, tough, smart, mid-major 12 seed. Ah. It's just like injected in my veins, man. Isaiah Wong, Nigel Pack are a handful for Miami. Really, really good backcourt scoring duo for the Hurricanes. But think about this with Drake's team. Drake has three fifth-year seniors. One guy is the program's all-time three-point leader, DJ Wilkins. Another guy is the all-time assist leader, Roman Penn. And the other guy is the all-time leading rebounder in Garrett Sturts. So they got three fifth-year guys that are 
statistical leaders in big categories in Drake basketball history. And when you add to the fact that Drake has the Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year and Tucker DeVries had the best player in the Valley, Tucker DeVries, 6'7", big-bodied, super-skilled scorer and shooter. He can, he, he can hit mid-range shots. He gets mismatches, and he kind of like he play, he'll back smaller guys down and, and shoot over the top of them from about 14 feet. He's a great three-point shooter. He just knows how to play. So Drake is old. Drake is experienced. They got a really good player in Tucker DeVries. And I'm tell- I know the DeVries family well. Head coach Darren DeVries was an assistant at Creighton when I was there. I've known D-Rock. That's his nickname, Coach DeVries, for over 20 years. He is a great, great coach. Drake will have a plan. Drake will have a game plan and be ready to play. I think Drake upsets Miami in a close game. I think Tucker DeVries has a big game and Drake's experience shine through. Side, side note with Tucker DeVries, it's so wild when I've I've known Tucker since he was a little baby. I remember I was the camp counselor for the five through seven year olds at Creighton basketball camp, and Tucker was in the in my group as a as a five year old, and. Tucker didn't know how to tie his shoes, so Tucker would anytime he'd be he'd be playing, he would his shoe would come untied. He'd we'd, Tucker DeVries would run over to me, stomp his foot in front of me, and go and point to it and just say tie. And I'd get down and I'd tie Tucker DeVries' shoes. Little did I know that five year old dude's shoes were I was tying. He would become a six seven stud Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Year. This is a little fun little anecdote with what I know about the DeVries family and, and Tucker DeVries. But I'm telling you, D- Darren DeVries is going to have these dudes ready to go. They're going to have these dudes ready to go. I got Drake over Miami. The Dick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Next game to talk about. Four seed Indiana, 13 seed Kent State. You know, I've seen a lot of people picking Kent State. It's kind of a trendy pick. And I get it, man. Kent State is tough. And what's interesting is, you know, Kent State actually played two good, big, physical, power conference top teams in the non-con. They played Houston, played them tight. Kent State lost 49-44, so hung in there. And then played Gonzaga and played them tight and lost 73-66. But with both games, when you get inside the numbers, there are some concerning things. Houston out-rebounded Kent State 56-33. to And in the Gonzaga game, Drew Timmy had 29 points and 10 rebounds and was 11 of 15 from the floor. 
I think Kent State is good, but I say all that to say I don't think they'll be able to handle Trace Jackson Davis over the course of 40 minutes. He's too big. He's too talented. He's too good of a scorer at the rim. He's too good of a rim protector. He's a, not a good, he's a great college player. When you add in then Jalen Hood Shafino, super talented lottery pick freshman guard, and the older veterans around like Race Thompson and Miller Cop who can shoot it, Miller Cop can. I just think Indiana gets it done. I'm going to take the Hoosiers in what should be a pretty good game over Kent State. All right, play in game, uh, 11 seed, Mississippi State versus Pitt. Uh, I like Mississippi State to win this game. Uh, Mississippi State where Chris Jans is their head coach, typical Jans identity. Uh, you know, they're tough as shit, good on the defense, physical on the glass, uh, you get offensive rebounds. They're, they're just, that's how Jans is. His teams are, are, are built like that. Mississippi State's sixth best, de- best defense in the country. They're 15th in the country in offensive rebound percentage, and I think those two things lead the charge. I think Mississippi State locks Pitt up. I think they beat Pitt up on the glass and win a grinder of a low-scoring game. So I'll say Mississippi State wins the play-in game, which would then set up six-seeded Iowa State versus the 11-seed Mississippi State. Now, I will say this. I don't want to advise people to drain their bank accounts for certain matchups. Um, whatever the total is, if this game happens, Mississippi State, Iowa State, whatever the total is, take the under. This game might more it might it might be more like a UFC fight than a basketball game. Mississippi State is offensively challenged and they want to make the game ugly on defense and pound the glass. Iowa State is a little offensively challenged, but they're elite on defense. They pressure the living shit out of you. They turn you over. I think this is a low-scoring game, and I think Iowa's defensive pressure turning Mississippi State over will be the difference in this one. I'll take Iowa State to beat Mississippi State and get to the second round. Three seed, Xavier, taking on the 14 seed, Kennesaw State. Xavier, I like this team a lot. Saw them a bunch uh, with what I do with, with FS1 and the Big East. I'm not sure there's a team I had more other than Creighton than Xavier. I know this team really, really well. Sule Boom and Colby Jones are an excellent tandem in the backcourt. They're smart. They're skilled. They can shoot. They don't. They play within themselves. Sule Boom has kind of, you know, he's Xavier's been good in close games because of Boom. Boom is the kind of dude that you know, you could take over that first weekend where you're kind of texting your buddies and you're going, man, are you watching this Sule Boom guy? Oh my God, look at this. this are you seeing this guy? Like that's how, he's a UTEP transfer. He's the fifth active leading scorer in college basketball. Like he can really fill it up. But Boom can close out games. Nunji's really skilled inside and big. Sean Miller's done a really nice job with this team. And although I'm I'm more worried about Fremantle and his and the loss of Fremantle than others are. They people that don't know Zach Fremantle was injured in late January. He was a starter at the four. He averages about fourteen points, eight rebounds. He officially got shut down for the year last week. Had surgery again, fourteen points, eight rebounds. He could shoot it a little bit from three, but he was good inside. He's a good player. I think that loss hurts them, and I think it probably holds them back from being a Final Four team. 
but not in this one. I think Xavier lights up Kennesaw State. You let X be comfortable, run offense, you're in trouble. Xavier, ninth in offensive efficiency, according to Ken Palm. Xavier wins. Seven seed, Texas A&M. Ten seed, Penn State. Great game here. Some felt like A&M got screwed with the seeding here because of how they fared in the SEC. I, 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 I suppose I can understand that. A&M is good, but they played a bunch of – they played a weak non-conference game. Really weak. Really, really weak. But a and still really good. Wade Taylor is a baller. He can score. He can control the game. And I'm a huge fan of the way Taylor plays. But Penn State, he's Penn State's a really unique team to play against. Mainly because of Jalen Pickett at the point guard spot. They'll post up Jalen Pickett. They'll play inside out with him. He'll play with his back to the basket. He'll get in the paint, and he'll spray it out to the three-point shooters surrounding Pickett. Pickett's like a a budding triple-double every time he steps onto the floor. Penn State also plays a really slow pace. They play through Pickett. They take a ton of threes. Penn State, 43% of their points are from three. That's second in the country. 47% of their shots are threes. That's 10th in the country. Texas A&M, on the other hand, they don't get a lot from the three-point line. So the three-point line could loom large in this game. I think A&M having a week to get a game plan together for how they're going to deal with Pickett in the post and and all that is a is a added advantage for Buzz Williams and A&M. I really think this game's a coin flip. I'm going to lean Penn State. I don't love it, but I'm going to lean Penn State for, for two reasons. Penn State's old. they got a bunch of fifth-year guys. Well, I should say three reasons. They're old. They got a bunch of fifth year guys. They're unique and different to play against because of, like I said, with with posting, picket, and all that stuff. And then I think they're going to have the best player on the floor in Jalen Pickett. Sometimes in the NCAA tournament, when it's close, you kind of go, okay, who's got the best player on the floor? Go with that team, especially when they're a guard. That's Pickett. So I'm going to say Penn State wins a close one. Next game. Two-seed Texas, 15-seed Colgate. Sneaky tough draw for Texas, man. Colgate, number one three-point shooting team in the country. Number one. They're also number seven in the country in two-point shooting. So they're skilled. They can make shots, man. Could be more of a game than you think. But I think Texas eventually pulls away and wins. All right, second-round games in the Midwest. One-seed Houston, nine-seed Auburn. Again, will be a pro-Auburn crowd in Birmingham. Likely a pro-Auburn crowd. But here's the thing, man. I will say with with Houston, Marcus Sasser's injury is a huge looming variable with not only this game, but really the whole tournament. Marcus Sasser's Houston's best player, All-American guard, got hurt, hurt his groin in the semifinals in the AAC tournament, didn't play then in the AAC finals. His status is unknown, which is huge. Without Sasser, Houston's a different team. I want to pick Auburn. But I just can't get there. I can't get myself there. I think Houston is going to be able to get through the first weekend. But Sasser's status is something to really monitor and keep an eye on. I got Houston going to the Sweet 16 and beating Auburn. Next Sweet 16 game. Four-seeded Indiana, 12-seed Drake. Now, I professed my love for Drake a little bit ago in picking them to beat Miami. But unfortunately, sorry, DeVries' family, uh, the DeVries family, but this is where the road ends, in my opinion. I, I, For me, 
I played at Kansas. So I played in the Big 12. And then I transferred to Creighton. And I uh, and Creighton at the time was in the Missouri Valley Conference, which is obviously where Drake plays. I'm telling you, the biggest differences between the two leagues, and this really is for any you know power conference mid-major, the biggest difference is the big men. It's the guys inside. I think good guards exist at all levels. But the size and athleticism and skill of the big men in the power conferences versus mid-majors, it's another world, man. Drake hasn't seen anybody like Trace Jackson Davis. And I think Drake is not going to have an answer for Trace Jackson Davis. I think they're likely going to have to send a double team. And here's the thing is Trace Jackson Davis can pass. So I, I, Indiana's going to be playing you know, four on five, four on three out of a double, getting good shots, getting high-quality looks. Now, don't get me wrong. I think Drake is going to give Indiana a hell of a fight because of their experience and Tucker DeVries and all that stuff. I'm not saying it's a blowout. I think Drake's going to give him a whale of a game, but I got Indiana winning, and I got Hoosiers, the Hoosiers going to the Sweet 16. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to, to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is, what's popping? Well, here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little, bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack. Great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. Next Sweet 16 game, three-seed Xavier, six-seed Iowa State. Fascinating game. Iowa State is going to try to heat up Xavier. I will say this. Xavier hasn't seen pressure like Iowa State's. It is insane to watch Iowa State in person with their pressure. They get into the ball, they force baseline, they trap the hell out of you, and they also foul the hell out of you. They don't care about fouls. They don't give a shit. Oh, this guy's got two fouls, next. This guy's got four fouls, next. This guy's got three fouls, next. They're fairly deep, and they just run in new bodies. They're just running in new bodies. They get after you. They'll foul you. How this game's officiated is going to be crucial. But here's the weird thing about Iowa State. So Iowa State, they got rid of Caleb Grill, a senior guard who was their best shooter. What's weird is Caleb Grill has been T.J. Altsberger's guy for years. At multiple stops, he was at UNLV with T.J. Altsberger. Then he transferred to Iowa State when Altsberger took the job. But So I would have thought everything was like he was his guy, but he must have been a problem with the team because they got rid of him. Last couple of weeks, they kicked him off the team, and Iowa State's gotten better. But but what's what's hard is I would have said prior to all this stuff that Caleb Grill was arguably the most important guy for Iowa State because he was the one dude who could consistently shoot. So I don't know what to make of this situation. But I do know this. I think Sule Boom and Colby Jones and Adam Kunkel, the the three guards for Xavier, I think they can handle the ball. So can Desmond Claude off the bench. All three guys 
Boom, Jones, and Kunkel have positive assist turnover margins. I think those those three might might take a few minutes for them to settle into the game pressure from Iowa State, and I think they'll eventually settle in. But I think it'll be a fascinating game and a good one. But I like the guards for Xavier. Boom will handle the rock, get enough good shots. I think Xavier beats Iowa State and gets to the Sweet 16. Next Sweet 16 game to talk about. Two seed, Texas, 10 seed, Penn State. Texas is for real, man. I love that roster. I love their two guards in, in Tyrese Hunter and Marcus Carr. This team is feeling good about themselves. They just won the Big 12 tournament. I think they got the personnel to guard Jalen Pickett when he's in trying to play booty ball back and down guys. I think they're going to be able to lock up the three-point line. I like Texas winning over Penn State and getting to the Sweet 16. All right, Sweet 16 games in the Midwest region. One seed Houston, four seed Indiana. This is where I wish I had a crystal ball and I knew the full extent of how hurt Marcus Sasser is. Groin injuries are tricky. They can linger and you can be progressing in the right direction, but all it takes is one bad cut and you're back to square one. So for me, I think the looming Sasser health situation combined with the fact that Indiana actually matches up fairly well with Houston in terms of their punch in the paint and on the glass. I lean Indiana here. Now, the interesting thing is, the big X factor here is how will Jalen Hood Shafino for Indiana handle Houston trapping ball screens? Because Houston uh, blitzes ball screens. Jalen Hood Shafino is more of a combo guard than a true point guard. But Hood Shafino does have size, which helps in traps to see over the top and get it out. But here's where I, what I think happens. I think Indiana hangs in there on the glass and in the paint against Houston. And I think Indiana sets ball screens with Jalen hood Shafino and Trace Jackson-Davis. And when the trap comes, I think Jalen hood Shafino gets the ball on a short roll to Trace Jackson-Davis. And now Indiana's playing four on three. And Trace Jackson-Davis is big time in that spot making plays. He can score. He can pass. He can get to the rim. I think Trace Jackson-Davis has a huge game. I'm going to take Indiana in the upset of the one seed, Houston. I got the Hoosiers winning and going to the Elite Eight. Two seed, Texas. Three seed, Xavier. Get your popcorn ready for this one, baby. Hell of a game. Sule Boom and Colby Jones versus Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter. Yes, please. Sean Miller with a week to prepare. Oh, baby. That's going to make a difference. He'll have a week to plan and get ready to rock with his group. But for me, I look at Texas, I look at that roster, I think Texas's roster is one of the two, three, four best rosters in college basketball. I love that roster. They're older, they're experienced. They got some home they got some some guys that have, you know, been in the program. They got transfers. They're extremely well balanced on offense and defense. And the reality with Xavier is this. And again, I've seen Xavier a lot. They aren't great on defense. They're just okay on that end of the floor. 70th at Ken Palm in defensive efficiency. The first weekend, that Xavier defense won't get tested with, with Kennesaw State and Iowa State, who struggles to score. But Texas will test it. Longhorns got the 18th best offense in the country, according to Ken Palm, and they got weapons all over the place. I think Xavier's defensive shortcomings catch up to him here in the Sweet 16, and I got Texas 
winning and going to the Elite Eight. So here we go. Regional final, Elite Eight matchup in the Midwest region. Two-seed Texas, four-seed Indiana. This is going to be a great game. Can't wait to see Texas try to guard Trace Jackson Davis. I think Trace Jackson Davis can have success in this matchup. But I think the advantage in the backcourt overall is a big one here. I really love Jalen hood Shafino, but the one thing with Indiana when you watch them is they lack another good creator in the backcourt. This is where that Xavier Johnson injury kills Indiana, who was their point guard a year ago. I think the plan was to have Xavier Johnson and Jalen hood Shafino kind of be two ball handlers on the floor at the same time, but Johnson gets hurt. And it just feels like Indiana is a ball handler creator short at times. That's why they have to play through Trace Jackson Davis, not only because he's so good in that regard, but it's like they need someone else who can make plays. And Texas, on the other hand, has got multiple ball handlers and creators, most notably Carr and Hunter. But I think that's the difference in the game. Just the multiple creators for Texas in this game and the limited ones for Indiana. Again, I love this Texas roster. I really, really do. I got Texas beating Indiana and winning the Midwest region and Texas going to the final four. A Herd at Sports Network production.